I said it in the Discord after it happened on Sunday, but uh, this week I'm putting myself under review for my comments about the New York Jets. I'm sorry, New York. Yes, I said there was no way in hell you could beat the Eagles, and what'd you do? You went out there, you proved me wrong on just a wild, crazy Sunday in which both undefeated teams go down. Who knew that could happen? Welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my good buddy, Mr. Peter Strauss, the Sultan of Spice himself. What's going on, man? If you're putting yourself under review, then I'm putting myself best of the booth for calling the streak ending with the Washington Commanders breaking another streak this week. Desmond Ritter no longer undefeated at home. I mean, because... we'll, listen, we'll we'll get to Desmond Ritter in in a little bit. It's just <laughs> you, you... listen. This this is what I what I want everybody to understand is, and when I say this in Discord, if we're arguing in Discord, this is what I mean is like, sure, you can look at the numbers, you can look at stuff on paper. At the end of the day, some trends are trends that are always going to happen, and for some reason. Since the commies have been the commies, they end streaks. That's what they do. So they're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, we had just a wild, wacky week where, I mean, most people thought that the 49ers would be able to go out there and handle the business against the Browns. Did not happen. Now, you know, I don't want to say the Browns didn't put up one hell of a fight because they definitely did, but there was some inclement weather. Uh, Brock Purdy loses two of his top targets in Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel the second half of that game. So, you know, there's things working against the Niners. Obviously, you still got to go out there and and put your best foot forward and and try and win the game. Um, But, well, you know, the Browns handled their business. And then as far as the Jets go, that Jets defense – made Jalen Hurts look like a rookie quarterback. I mean, three turnovers? Come on, man. Come on. That actually, you just said my best of the booth for me. Oh, my best well, of the booth go. this week, upset defenses. Now, you guys know me. You know that I don't like to give the Browns any credit. I don't like to talk about them because <laughs> they are bad decision makers. But their problem wasn't on the field this week, so I I don't mind talking about them and, and giving them a shout-out here. Um, their defense, as well as the uh, New York Jets defense, getting the wins over undefeated teams with lines that I feel like were pretty big. They overcame some yeah. pretty big odds. Um, you know, Cleveland having to play with their backup QB with P.J. Walker, not having uh, Nick Chubb. But that defense... I mean, obviously they hurt two people, so like that's not cool. But even if you take Debo and CMC away, like they still have uh, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Two, like those two alone is still one of the best receiving duos in the league. True. So being able to still keep them at bay is a pretty incredible feat. Um, I think they only held the. Yeah, they held the San Francisco 49ers to only two hundred and fifteen total yards. Um, and then obviously the 17 points. So really impressive performance by them. I don't, I think, yeah. Also Brock Purdy's first interception of the season, uh, yeah. happened this game. And then you already talked about the jets. 
turning over Jalen Hurts three times. I think they also forced a fumble at the very end of the game on DeAndre Swift. Um, Quincy Williams had himself a day. Quincy Williams, 12 total tackles, uh, one tackle for loss, one uh, pass deflection, and that fumble recovery. So, yeah. Um, and one of those three picks was also Quentin Williams. So, he, if there's like one guy that stepped up in the absence of Sauce Gardner on this team, it was Quincy Williams this week. Yeah. I mean, Qu- Quincy Williams has been ridiculous for, for them for most of the season. He's looked fantastic. Uh, I actually picked him up two weeks ago in the Deep Keeper IDP Fantasy League that, that we do, and he's been amazing for me. So shout out to Quincy for sure. Uh, as far as the, the, the Browns defense goes, man, I, I know that you don't want to acknowledge how good this Browns team is and how historically good this Browns defense is, but I, I'm with you. I don't trust the offense. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not fully buying into the Brown Jet mainly because of that factor. Uh, I think the loss of Nick Chubb is huge, and unless Massage Boy turns back into his former self in Houston, I don't see that offense being able to produce a ton of points on a consistent basis. However, that defense is holding teams to a total of 200 yards a game. 200 yards a game. Which is ridiculous. Do you want to take a guess what the next closest number to that is? Like the the team that's in second in holding teams or in holding, yeah, holding teams to yards per game. Um, I want to assume it's either the 49ers or I know the Chiefs are up there in. No, they're up there in points. It's sure, like sure. But what's yards. what's the what's the number for yards per game? Oh, the number. Yeah. Uh, two seventy five. Close. The the next the second best is the Baltimore Ravens with two hundred and sixty yards per game. You're sixty yards per game better of a defense than the second best, which is just an like ridiculous. Third best is the 49ers at 278. Weirdly, fourth best is Atlanta Falcons at 278.2. And the Saints are also at 278.3. So very close there between third, fourth, and fifth. But first is like there's that big of a gap between first and second. That's ridiculous. Passing yards a game is 121. I feel like rookie quarterbacks can luck their way into 200 yard games, and yeah. this Browns defense is holding quarterbacks to 121 yards a game. That's insane, man. Like I I I get it that they haven't played any big heavy hitters outside of this 49ers team that. Sure, there's there's some things that you can excuse them for. Again, the inclement weather, the loss of of two of their big weapons, but like holding teams to 121 yards passing is a ridiculous stat. Yeah, and I mean, getting three sacks on Brock Purdy with that offensive line is a pretty yeah. pretty big feat too. I like. Are they the best defense in football right now? I don't sure. know about that. Like, well. They're they're in that conversation for sure. Yes, for sure. Yes, and with the numbers, sure. Looking at only the numbers, which yeah. uh, a lot of our viewers like to do. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm you, with you, you. You could you could make the argument, but yeah, I I just say I won't argue. I'm not going to go back and look up the first five <laughs> weeks of every great defense there's ever been. Right. Um, 
I just say take it with a grain of salt and don't be surprised if uh, – I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland can keep this up all year like because I think they could be great in yeah. that regard. But I also wouldn't be surprised if – like I mean, they already got exposed a little bit with the Ravens with how Lamar played against them, and I mean, that's a great team. They're not the best yeah. offense in football. Yeah. There are offenses better than the Ravens, but – I mean the Ravens put up twenty eight on them, so yeah. I I, just, I will. I just wouldn't be surprised if if the historical kind of numbers slow down a little bit. I will agree with you that it's tough to truly know how good they are because of of their week schedule. However, this is the NFL. Like the difference between the difference between like the twenty eighth best team and say the sixth or seventh best team isn't that drastic. It's not that big of a gap. Now, obviously, when you start getting into the bottom of the barrel, 29, 30, 31, 32, like, those teams are pretty terrible, and then the, the elite are the elite for a reason. But, like, I would say from a solid, like, seventh, eighth best team in the league to, like, 25th, 26th best team, it's it's pretty close. They're all They're all fairly close. And so... In order, like, you can't fault a team for their easy schedule when they're putting up numbers like that. I mean, that's that's insane. It's it's yeah. ridiculously good numbers. Uh, but it's it's going to be tough to tell just how good they are because their schedule just it keeps keeps getting easy. Yeah. They get the Colts, the Seahawks. The Seahawks will be a little bit of a test with Geno Smith and and that offense. Then you get the Cardinals, the Ravens again, the Steelers with what whatever they're going to throw out there, the Broncos, <laughs> the Rams, that's another good test. Then the Jags, uh, Bears. Jags would be a little bit of a test, too. Bears could be, too, if Fields is back and, and playing like he did the last couple weeks. Uh, the Texans could be a little bit of a test with the way C.J. Stroud's looked. Then you get the Jets and the Bengals to finish it off. So there's not a lot of prolific offenses that they have to face this year. Yeah. Whereas opposed to the Jets, who Robert Sala came out said, quote, embarrassed the superstar quarterbacks they've played so far. And he's not entirely wrong. He's the not. The, they've played Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts, and none of them really looked like themselves, at nope. least, nope. against this Jets defense. Um, And honestly, like, it's a shame to, to think of how, like, this Jets team might be undefeated with Aaron Rodgers at, at possibly at the quarterback possibly like I mean I, that's why I picked them to win the Super Bowl because I, I had a lot of faith in that defense and I knew that offense with the weapons they had if they had a competent quarterback if Aaron Rodgers was at the level he played last year which wasn't lights out but it was good it was it was it was competent football yeah uh that that's a team that could easily go 13 and 4 14 and 3 be right up there with around the one or the two seed, make a run easy, easy. And I'll give credit to Zach Wilson. He's he's not playing great. I wouldn't even say he's playing good, but he is somehow keeping them in games because of how good that defense has been. And he he's making enough decent plays well, to score points. Also, also no turnovers. I think yeah. it's the biggest thing. There were no 
Uh, Jalen Hurts had three picks. It was a four to zero uh, turnover, I believe, for uh, the two teams. So New York was able to hold on to the ball this week, which is huge yeah. for them. Um, Garrett Wilson had a fantastic day. Um, like, I mean, what could be with this team? And Aaron Rodgers is already, he was on the field this week before the game. It's throwing possible. the ball. Like It's possible. It's 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 still it's still a long ways away, but it's but possible. But if if this Jets team can stay alive like this and sneak yeah. into a wild card spot or stay in the wild card race, I mean, yeah. If Aaron Rodgers can come back and not re tear his Achilles, yeah, yeah. Then who who knows that I I'm going to be fully honest and say I put the Jets in my power rankings this week because I'm like even with Zach Wilson at quarterback, the rest of the team is so talented they're just going to force themselves. To win games, that's I, that's what's happening. I do think you were the only one to put the Jets in your power rankings. However, I don't entirely fault you. They were one of the teams I thought about in that ninth and tenth spot. Nine, nine and ten have been yeah. the hardest spot the last yeah, couple for of sure. weeks. For sure, we'll we'll get to those in, in a little bit. Uh, for for my best of the booth, I'm going to talk about a team that we haven't really talked about much at all, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they've kind of just been. You know, flying under the radar, doing their thing, silently putting together some wins uh, against some inferior opponents for sure. And this this Sunday was no different. They played the Cardinals, which is a team that you should beat. Uh, but credit to the Rams, they've they've been they've been looking solid. And one of their big pieces this year has been their running back, Kyron Williams, who had a great a great game on Sunday. That's why I got to put him at best of the booth. He had 20 carries for 158 yards uh, and picked up a touchdown as well. He was one of only two running backs this week to break 100 yards. I believe the other one was Raheem Mostert down in Miami and that ridiculous offense that they run. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Kyron Williams. He did get injured. I think from what I saw, he might miss – some significant time multiple weeks um but hopefully he's able to make a speedy recovery come back because he's looked phenomenal this year for them i think this is the most i've seen the rams run the ball in in a long time quite some time probably since the todd Gurley days like to see matthew stafford only throw the ball 24 times is yeah. is insane yeah um which i mean that's that's how they were able to make it to the Super Bowl in yeah. twenty seven, the first time they went with with McVay. with Goff instead of yeah. Stafford, yeah, yeah. With, I mean, they relied so much on Todd Gurley throughout the regular season, uh, which I think you don't have to do that as much when you have a quarterback like Stafford. But if you can get, I think, I think McVay ideally wants to run an offense that's fairly balanced between heavy run game and and passing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean that game again. Who knows what's happening with the Cardinals this year? It was against the Cardinals, so so take that as you will. But I mean, the Rams have been in every game they played. I don't think yep. they've really been shut out. Um, they're they're definitely they one had, of those. They had that first bad game against the Seahawks, thirty to thirteen. But since then, even against the Forty ers was a seven point game. Bengals was a three point. Colts was a three point. Yeah. Eagles was a nine point, so just barely a two possession game. And then blowing out the Cardinals this week, which you're supposed to blow out bad teams. So, well, listen, don't tell the Cowboys that. <laughs> uh, 
though the Rams the Rams have been a feisty, risky team this year. Yeah. They've been one of those that like you can't you can't overlook them. Yeah, I don't think they're a true contender or a true playoff contender. Could they be, you know, 10, 11, 12 weeks from now? Possibly. Um, but I I'm not buying into them totally yet, but it's definitely a team that you can't overlook and you can't start counting your victory too soon against them. Uh, I'll just go ahead and jump into my under-review if you're cool with that. Yeah, go for so it. So my under-review is a quarterback that's gotten a little bit of heat, especially in our Discord server over the last, I would say, three weeks especially. Uh, and I think there's some fans that are going to start calling for the backup to make some starts, and that's... Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter has been confusing this year. I will say that. <laughs> He's had games like against the Packers to where he, he has this comeback going, uh, shows flashes of being really great. Um, I think that he looked really good in his game last week. I think it was last week against... Uh, let me pull this up. And then he came back against the Texans. I against think. Houston, yes. Yep, he threw for 329 yards last week. This week, uh, a much different story. Uh, 28 of 47, which is just shy of 60% completion percentage, which is probably, I think 60% is probably the mark to aim for for younger quarterbacks. Especially with 47 attempts. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Uh, 307 yards, which is nice to see. It's nice to see Arthur Smith putting a little bit of faith in his quarterback, letting him air out the ball. Uh, two touchdowns, three picks. Some bad, bad passes that led to bad turnovers at inopportune times. One of those interceptions was in the end zone. So you look at the score, it's 24-16. If you don't throw that interception there, you were able to get the touchdown. Could be a tie game. Maybe it goes to overtime. Maybe the game goes a little bit differently for you. But uh, just some some bad, like none of those interceptions were on like tipped passes to right. where it's not really the quarterback's fault. Like they were thrown behind receivers. Uh, he wasn't throwing the ball to where it catches the receiver in stride as he's trying to force it behind him. Uh, just, just it didn't look, it didn't look great. These are mistakes that you expect to see from a young quarterback, but Desmond Ritter going into year two, you want to see less of those. Uh, and Washington has a very good defense. Is it an elite defense? I don't know about that, but it's probably in the top half. Uh, they're, they're going to make life difficult for the quarterback at times, um, but Atlanta is a talented team, and this is a team that should be winning games against teams like Washington because I don't think Washington is a great team. Maybe good. They're I feisty. Think they're another feisty They are feisty. Team. I think these two teams are probably round even, but – if Atlanta's going to be a true contender like I think they could be, these are the games you have to win. You have to beat teams like Washington. Um yeah. If it was if this was if you're throwing three picks against Buffalo's defense or the Jets defense, okay. I don't know if I fully like I don't know if I fully fault you for that. But you're throwing three picks against Washington's defense. And like you've got to be able to beat these teams. Their backup is Taylor Heineke. I think I think you put Heine in there, maybe they start winning some of these type of games. They put Heine, Heine in this game. That was a revenge game. He knows yeah, how that yeah. goes on. 
I do like you do have to win, especially in a division where like obviously the Panthers are their own six. They're they're looking at the future. They're not looking at this year. Like yeah. you don't have to worry about them. But the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints, I feel like are all they they're all, all have close. strengths and they all have flaws. Like yes. they're all like equally what they might not be in the same areas, but they all have their strengths and they all have their flaws. And that division could go to any three of these teams. Any yep. three of these teams could win this division. And you need every game you can get. And dropping yep. a winnable game like that is uh not looking good for you. It's now sitting tied with the Saints and half a game behind the Buccaneers. Yeah. And your schedule doesn't really get easier. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of my biggest problem with with this loss is that this is a game that when you look at the schedule, you say, "Okay, well that's a game that we that we can win." Again, Washington is a good team, but it's not like you're playing the Detroit Lions, which I can't fault them for losing to the Lions. Even the Jacksonville Jaguars, I can't entirely fault them to losing to the Jags. I would have liked to see them put up more of a fight. Yeah, but this is a team that well, I was in that, the Jags that, that real home in London. So right, this is a team that you can beat, and you have to get those games. You have to. Yeah. So, Desmond Ritter, you under review. I got to see some more from you. You, you, you turn the ball over too much. Uh, and I think he took five sacks in this game too. Three sacks, three, three sacks yeah. in this one. He's not helping yeah. himself. Sam with Howell sacks. took five sacks and still won the game. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't really have a great segue for this. Well, we can say from one um, NFC East team to another. Uh, this whole game I'm putting under review. Giants Bills. <laughs> This this was Sunday night football, prime time. For the love of God, please stop putting the Giants in prime time. Just stop I, putting NFC East. I get in prime that they time. were a playoff team last year. I get that a lot of people had faith Bleh. in them, myself included. Bleh. I was a big believer. I was a believer in the Giants this year. I know you were not. You were and wrong. It, and yeah, I I was wrong for once. I'm sorry. Um, but this game. Like, I hate that I couldn't turn it off because it was close the whole time. I'm like, am I really going to watch the Giants beat this Bills team right now? Like, I'm, I give you these numbers, 24 for 36 for 200 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, that's the best quarterback you played. Uh, which quarterback do you think that is? Well... <laughs> I think you're leading me to assume that it's Josh Allen, but it's probably Daniel Jones. Well, nope, actually, Daniel Jones did Taylor. not play. Yeah. It is yes, Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. I forgot that Jones didn't play. Josh Allen on the other side, 19 of 30, 169 yards. He did have two touchdown throws, but had one pick. Giants, still no offensive touchdowns since week two against the Cardinals. That's rough. Yeah. That's um, rough. And you can see Dayball, like, I don't know how the culture of that team has changed so drastically from him winning coach of the year last year because of what he did with that team to now, like, he's yelling at everybody on that sideline. He's not a great coach. He's yelling he's at like everybody on that sideline. Um, Because they had a chance to score a touchdown right before halftime. I think they were up. 
six nothing, and they had a chance to make it nine nothing before halftime. And they checked to like a run play, and they tried yeah. to run it with Saquon, and the defense stopped them. And uh, they ran out of time; they couldn't spike the ball to get off another play. And so, like, I mean, Dayball's head was red, was about to explode. <laughs> yelling at his offensive coordinator, yelling at Tyrod Taylor. Like, this whole game was just nuts. On the other side, Josh Allen not having a great game. Uh, also, I think Tyler Bass missed two field goals. Ugh. So more kickers were missing kicks left and right this Freaking week. Freaking kickers, man. I don't know what was happening because uh, back in that San Francisco game, uh, Moody missed I think two, how, two field goals, including the how, game winner. How do you miss a 41-yard field goal? I, I know you're talking about the Giants and, and the Bills. Uh, how do you miss a 41-yard field goal? How do you do that? In the NFL, how do you miss a 41-yard field goal? I get that he's a rookie and that it was bad weather. Who cares? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, All right, this is a kicker that was drafted. I don't know if you know, like, not just drafted in like the sixth or seventh round. He was drafted on day two. How how do you get drafted that high and then miss a forty one yard field goal? How do you do that? Yep. I don't draft kickers in fantasy and I wouldn't in the NFL either. The only one that seems to like A lot of kickers Evan, go Evan McPherson, Evan McPherson was drafted high, right? And he's like the only one that's been somewhat successful, I feel like. Oh, man. Now, now you're making me go and look up kickers. Kate, what was it last year? Kate York for the Browns. Like the Browns tweeted it. Like they beat, they had that one game against the Chargers that they won. And they tweeted, this is why you draft a kicker. And then a year later, they drop him because he kept missing kicks because you don't draft kickers. Um, all right, but yeah, this whole, this whole game was just a mess. Like there's some standouts like Saquon and James Cook both had pretty decent running games. Stephon Diggs had a hundred yard, uh, 10 catch for a hundred yards. Kind of a perfect game there. Um, Buffalo got three sacks, which I'm surprised it wasn't more, but for the most part, this game was a mess. There was a lot of clock management issues, sloppy gameplay. And because the game was close, I couldn't turn it off. Um, I had the multi-view on so I could at least kind of look away for a second to watch the baseball game. There you go. Because um, YouTube TV has multi-view now, which is nice. Yeah, but you can't choose your multi-view. Like, it's chosen for you, which is which is kind of BS. Like, at least yeah. let me choose. I wish they would just go back to picture-in-picture. Picture. For the record, Evan McPherson was a fifth-round pick, which, as far as kickers go... I would say fifth round is about where, like, top-level kickers go. Sixth and seventh round is where a lot of kickers go. And then there's a multitude of guys that go undrafted. Jake Moody, who missed a 41-yard field goal, was drafted with the 99th overall pick in the third round. The third round. What are you doing, San Francisco? <laughs> Like, like, first off, what are you doing drafting that guy that high? And second off, Mr. Moody, what are you doing being a third-round pick that can't hit a dang 61, or 61, 41-yard field goal? 61-yard, you'd get an excuse. There was the guy on a college game day this week at Washington that made uh, 
not a professional kicker. He's a former soccer player is what they said, but they do that. They do it every week where Pat McAfee's like, people like to talk smack about kickers. Why don't you come try to kick a field goal? And this, that, this guy did it from like, I think it was 36 yards. Like, go get that guy. What are you doing? Now now I feel like you're calling me out because I notoriously talk junk about kickers. I hate Have NFL not, kickers no, so most, much. Well, most of them are awful. Most of the people that they get to kick on that on college game day every week, you can look up the clips. Like they always miss. Except this guy. Thirty grand on the line. Finally made it. So um <laughs> we're a little off topic here. Buffalo for some reason cannot play well against New Jersey teams, but did sneak out the win here but the whole game was just bad the whole game was bad just please keep the giants off of prime time they're the, please the broncos please. of last year just stop it <laughs> just stop it <laughs> yeah um speaking of teams we thought were going to be good yeah that aren't good i have a little simple legit or counterfeit here for okay. you. okay all right all right um, I like simplicity. Let me pull up their thing here. For the record, the Patriots have the worst field goal percentage in the NFL currently at 55% <laughs> being made. Five, five of nine. Which team was that? The New England Patriots. Do they? No, they don't have Nick Folk anymore. That's right. Folk is on the Titans. The team that has been attempting the most is the Los Angeles Rams with 20 field goal attempts so far. They've hit 16 of them. Good job, Rams. Good job. Yep. Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans, both 16 of 16. Good for them. Yeah. Anyways. All right. your, Are you uh, done talking about kickers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now. Okay. For now. <laughs> What's uh, your uh, legit or counterfeit? The legit or counterfeit, this team was supposed to be a juggernaut. Coming into this season, a lot of AFC championship hopes, a lot of Super Bowl hopes. They have a hurt quarterback, had a rough start, started. Uh, I think they started one and two. Okay. Have won two of their last three, are now sitting at 500. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Are they now legit or are these two wins fluky wins? Oh, I'm not going to call them fluky. Um, this was this was a close game with Seattle, and the, the offense still didn't look super high powered, but they got the job done. Yeah, I mean, Seattle's a good team. Uh, I think that it speaks a lot about Cincinnati that when you look at the talent level of that team and the recent history of that team, how they've performed over the last couple of years, that. None of us that are voting on the power rankings have them in our top 10. Um, we haven't had them in our top 10 at all yet this year. We didn't this this week either. Um, so I think that kind of says something about what we all think. Um, none of us are ready to buy into them completely yet, which is kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't, I think that they still got to show me a little something. Um, Seattle is a tough team. I'm not going to fault them for only scoring 17 against a, a decent team like Seattle. But I do want to see a little bit more. I think I think mainly what's been their biggest problem has been the injury status of Joe Burrow. Like, 
has Joe Burrow been 100% or not? And for most of the season thus far, he hasn't been. Um, yeah, that combined with him not getting great protection and uh, him missing training camp, so being a little bit a little bit behind with the a little bit of catching up to do with the offense, all that good stuff. I think they're going to be fine. I think they'll still be competitive down the stretch, but I don't know if I'm ready to call them legit or counterfeit, to be honest. I think they're somewhere in between. <laughs> Is this our first ever abstain from Kind of, yeah, I think so. It is weird because when you look at the other teams in the league that are 3-3, three and three, like the Jets, I don't think they're better than the Jets as it stands today. No, you but I, I would the, say I would say if, if they played the Jets ten times, they probably win seven of them. If they're healthy, they would win. If yeah, well, if they're healthy, they they might win more than seven of them. But as I don't stands, know, because like, that Jets defense is so good, and the it, Cincinnati it's offense as yeah, it stands, it's close. yeah, like um, Cincinnati Maybe, Bengals. By the way, they are three and three, but they are last in their division, half a game behind the Browns and the Steelers, which I think they lost to both of them. That sounds right. So I think they would technically be a full game behind the Steelers and the Browns because they would need to be ahead of them. Um, but the Ravens sitting on top at four and two. The other three and three teams, like the Colts with Gardner Minshew, they could be better. But if it were Anthony Richardson still starting for the Colts, I don't know. Houston Texans, CJ Stroud's looking better than Joe Burrow this year. So I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> the only team that's three and three that I'm like absolutely sure the Bengals are not better than is the Raiders. Every other three and three team, like the commanders are frisky. I could see them throwing off a win. Uh, Falcons and Saints both yeah. kind of frisky. The Rams, like I know they just played, but that game was super close. If they played again, the Rams could definitely win. Yeah. Like I think, I think for me personally, just if they were in the NFC, then I would be with you, kind of like in the middle. In the AFC, it might be too late for them it's because their schedule is tough. The rest it could of the year. be, yeah. They have the 49ers, the Bills, the Texans, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Jags, the Colts. Like, the only other team I see them playing that I think is, like, actually worse than them is the Vikings. And the Vikings might have Jay Jetta back by then. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely got to figure their stuff out and figure it out quick. Um, but I I don't know. The, the last last couple of weeks they've kind of gotten things going in the right direction i think they'll they'll build on it i i've it's the talent level of the team that makes me continue to believe in them and nothing drastic about this team has changed from year to year over the last couple of years they've lost a couple of pieces on the defensive side they've added some pieces on the offensive side whatever Uh, but nothing like nothing major has changed and so I'm going to believe and, and and maybe it's me giving them the benefit of the benefit of the doubt that this team is still largely the same team that competed last year, still largely the same team that competed the year before that. Like I think they're going to be okay, but I'm with you. They do they've yeah. they've got to figure their stuff out quick, for sure. I also think Zach Taylor is a bad coach, but that's not a conversation. I'm with today. you. I think Zach Taylor, <laughs> if he was coaching somewhere else, would have gotten canned already. But because of the talent level of the team, the team is 
keeping his it's, it's like Brandon Staley. I think that the team is keeping his job secure. Like Staley yeah. should have been fired four weeks ago. But I mean he should have been fired <laughs> before the year began. But the talent level of the team is putting up enough wins to where the coach looks good, which is the yeah. it's the problem that Marvin Lewis had for years in Cincinnati. When Andy Dalton was there, I mean Marvin Lewis was was there for a decade plus. I don't know how long, but it was way too long. And it's because every single year he put up ten plus wins, and then they were always always a first round exit because the team was talented enough to get there. But when it came to coaching, actually doing something for you, the coach was terrible. Right. So, yeah. I, I'm hopeful that Cincinnati doesn't repeat that with Zach Taylor because I'm with you. I don't think that he's a good head coach, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's take a look at the power rankings. I'm excited for these power rankings. All right. So, weirdly, I think nine of these teams were already on here. Uh, and they really haven't changed that much. They've just kind of shifted up for the most part, uh, which means one team dropped a decent amount. Uh, but in the 10th spot, we have the Baltimore Ravens. I think they were 10th last week, so they stay the same spot. That's the team I was forgetting. Go on. A new on. number nine appears, and it's the Cleveland Browns after they got that win over the 49ers. Is there a parenthesis there? There is no parenthesis. What the? I'm putting no parentheticals here. I would like, for the record, I put in my power rankings. I put the Cleveland Browns at number 10, and I said parenthesis with P.J. Walker. I just want to make it clear. I want to put it on the record of this podcast, of the official Booth Review pod, that that is my condition for the Browns being... In the power rank. Well, oh. your your hatred for Massage Boy is duly noted. Thank you. Uh, in the eighth spot is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seventh, Dallas Cowboys. Sixth, Buffalo Bills. Fifth, which I think this is the team that, that dropped the most. In the fifth spot is the Philadelphia Eagles after their loss to the Jets. Fourth, the Detroit Lions. Man, I did not. I think, thought they were going to be higher. Did not think in my lifetime that we would have a Lions team that this many people have this much faith in. It's 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 nice to see. Uh, in third, Miami Dolphins. Second, your Kansas City Chiefs, which I think might be a little too high for them. And in number one, still holding down the top spot somehow, is the San Francisco 49ers. Why do you got to say that? Why do you got to say it like that? Well, I mean, the Lions beat the Chiefs. The Lions are the only team to have beaten the Chiefs. Without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, sir. True. True. I just, I I still, this is not the same Chiefs team. There is something, there is something. It is a different, it is a different team. But I will say, for the lack of offensive explosive power that we have had so far this season, yeah, which a big part of that is we have a lot of young receivers. Like true, I think besides Travis Kelsey, our most ex- was Justin Watson. Now he's hurt. We're getting we traded back from a cold Hardman. Yeah, 
But besides that, I think MVS is Probably. the oldest receiver we have. Probably. Everyone else is a rookie or a second year. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's that that listen, is going to grow. That's, this that's, is the most balanced Chiefs team there has been to where we're still putting up points to win. We're still yeah. getting points when it matters to win. And our defense has not let up more than 20 points the entire season. That includes the Vikings with yeah. Jay Jetta. That includes the uh that includes the Lions. We only let up 14 points because one of those was a defensive touchdown. Um yeah. Listen, I I'm I'm just the I'm just, way the I'm way just saying, don't just because the offense is not performing the best that it's ever been doesn't mean that the Chiefs aren't the best team in the league. I don't disagree with you completely. Uh, the way that I feel yeah, about the Chiefs... one was nine points to the Jags, who have one of the best offenses. The, the way I feel about the Chiefs is that if, if they were to win the Super Bowl again this year, it would be their most impressive of the three, in my opinion. Just because of, of the talent level of the team, where the team is at, uh, it, it's kind of a transitional year of where you've got the young talent coming in. That's what and, they and said the last young talent year. Growing. No, 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 no. Well, what, what, what I mean by that? Yeah, we said it last year, but they still had Juju Smith-Schuster, which is it's, he's a solid wide receiver. What I mean by that is like, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm not saying that it's a down year. What I'm saying is it's a transitional year to where you've got the young talent coming in and starting to take over, but you're not there yet either, which I think is exactly what you just said. Right. But that's why I'm saying it would be their most impressive of the three three victories because they're not explosive. It would be their most... I think they're most impressive because this is the most they've ever relied on their defense since yeah. Patrick Mahomes has been on the team. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, when, when you look at the wide receiver core that's there and what Mahomes is going to eventually have to do to win a Super Bowl, like that's it's impressive. It's, it's impressive yeah. to see. So if that happens, that's why to me it will be their most impressive. Yeah. I think Rashi Rice is starting to become the the – guy as far as wide receivers go like he seems right. to be really stepping up as our wide receiver one and i'm i'm hoping and watching to watch that uh that dynamic grow because yeah. we're gonna have rashi rice is a rookie so we're gonna have him for a while yeah yeah we'll we'll see what happens i i am a little bit impressed that san francisco still holds the top spot despite how they looked on sunday because they did not look good offensively yeah i uh, think i still kept them high i you know Finally yeah. had a reason to put the Chiefs number one, so I did it. Yeah, um, but you were I think the only kept, one, by I the way. I think I kept uh, – what's that? You was, uh, No, you weren't the only one, actually. I was going to say, you said no, I wasn't the only one you earlier. To, to one other person put them. You'll have to tell me who that is later. We don't have to call him out on the podcast if you don't want to, but I need to know <laughs> who to thank for being my friend. Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's turn our attention to – Week seven, and hey man, I say it's time that we get picky with it. Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it. 
getting picky with it. I am now sitting at 60 and 33 on the season. What are you at? I'm at 59 and 34. Still Cat- a game back. Catching you one week at a time. One week at a time. Well, before we jump into the games, we have six teams on by this week. Who are they, Pete? We have the Cincinnati Bengals. So our legit counterfeit will not get answered this week. Will not. We have the Dallas Cowboys coming fresh off their Monday night win. We have the Tennessee Titans resting from their London loss. The New York Jets coming off of their upset win. The Carolina Panthers, who are just sad. And the Houston Texans, who are going to ruin some people's seasons and maybe even make the playoffs themselves, are all taking some rest. What's interesting this year about bye weeks real quick is like, because before it was like if you played an international game, like you had the bye week next week. Like right. that, that was always standard. Now they get a choice. Yeah. So I'm curious to see with this week with uh, Titans opting in for the bye and the Ravens not opting in for the bye. Yeah. How that affects the Ravens this week or the well, Titans next week. We'll see. We'll see. But speaking of those London teams, it's only fitting that the London Jaguars make their way back to the States for some Thursday night football against the New Orleans Saints down in the Superdome in New Orleans. At home, the Saints one-point favorites. I do not like these odds. I think that is disrespectful to this Jags team. Now, I do think some of that is because of Trevor Lawrence's injury. And if he's going to miss the game, that changes things for sure. I don't know who the backup is on the Jags. C.J. Beathard, which he's from Iowa and was a backup for the Niners previously. Uh, But we all know Iowa quarterbacks aren't good, so. I mean, wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If Trevor Lawrence isn't playing in this game, then that's, that's that's a huge loss that changes which changes things. But assuming that he is playing, which he has said that he's going to try and be out there, uh, assuming that he is playing, I'm going to make my pick with that assumption, uh, and I'm, I've got to go. I've got to go Jags over Saints. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Jags. Um, the Saints have been kind of wishy-washy. Uh, yep. You don't know if they're going to be good. Don't know if they're going to be bad. I think the Jaguars... Took a couple weeks to get going, but are I think they're on a four win streak, right? No, they lost one in there. I was gonna say I thought they started zero two, but they won week one. But still, I think the Jaguars are the better team all around. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be the best quarterback I think the Saints have played yet so far this year, assuming that Trevor Lawrence plays. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna go with you with the Jags. Yeah, and and. I'm hopeful that that Lawrence can go because if he doesn't, then we're. I feel like we might be in for another bum Thursday night football game, which I don't know how many more I can take. <laughs> and if I can't take any more, we all know Al Michaels can't take any more. So please, Trevor, be healthy. Be healthy for Al Michaels' sake. Think about Al. All right. <laughs> 
let's head over to Sunday where we have the Detroit Lions making their way out to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens at home. The Ravens, you want to talk about another disrespectful line. The Ravens are three-point favorites at home, which has Vegas been watching this that, Lions team? That should be the one-point line. If has, anything. has Vegas been watching this Detroit team, this team from Detroit, injecting life into the Motor City? Give me the Lions in this one. I don't care about the Ravens, about what that Ravens defense has potentially done against inferior teams. That offense looks vulnerable as hell. Give me the Lions. The offense has been rolling in Detroit. The defense has been cooking in Detroit. I'm on the Lions bandwagon. Who you got, man? Uh, yeah, I'm also going with Detroit. I do yeah, really I like this. Balt- I do really like this Baltimore team, but De- Detroit's just hot, man. They Detroit's just hot. Baltimore jet lag didn't affect him last week, but that was also against a Dukey Titans team. This Detroit team is the real deal. A Could- Dukey Titans team that it took you six field goals from Justin Tucker to beat them because you couldn't put the ball in the end zone. You ain't going to have that luck against the Lions. Yeah. Would I be surprised if the Ravens won? No. But I think this this is game of the week right here to me. I think this is either this or Kansas City Chargers just because they always put on a show. Yeah. But uh, this to me is game of the week. I think I think it's going to be one of the, the good ones for sure. For sure. Uh, let's go up to the Windy City where we have the Las Vegas Raiders making their way out to Chi-Town to take on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. On the road, Vegas, three-point favorites. Probably fair. I think a lot of that has to do with Justin Fields. Will he play? Will he won't play? Uh, I do have to ask you if you have any update on your boy because that is going to determine how I pick this game. Justin Fields, so, I was just reading, uh, is doubtful. So doubtful. probably not. Whew. I could not give you the name of his backup that played on Sunday, but he did not look good against a not great uh, Vikings defense. I think Max Crosby and the boys might be giving him some trouble on Sunday. So give me Las Vegas in this one. I don't like picking the Raiders. This is a Raiders team that should not be 3-3. Three and three. They have not played good enough to be a 500 ball club, but they are. Give me them getting the win again on Sunday. Who you got, man? So literally what I wrote down, because this is not a game I picked beforehand, I said, depends on starting quarterbacks. I <laughs> I literally, I put the I said Raiders over Bears, parentheses, dependent on Fields injury status. Yeah. Put the exact same thing. So I was like, if Justin Fields starting, yes. Whether Jimmy G or Brian Hoyer starts for the Raiders, I'm still going to take the Raiders. Um, The name of the Bears backup is... Bajan or something Yeah, like Tyson Bajens. Yeah. Or I don't know if it's like a French Bajan or whatever. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Who but who, who knows? He's a, he's a rookie, and I think in this situation, um, it's going to come down to the experience. It's going to come down to the talent and i think at least offensive no defensively too everywhere besides quarterback both quarterbacks on both teams in this game are not going to be great but i would take Devontae adams over dj moore i would take max crosby over anybody on the bears defense yep um i would 
take Josh Jacobs over whoever is the running back for yep. the Bears now since Cleo Herbert is hurt. Yep. Um. So I'm going to take the Raiders with you. Again, I also hate it. The Raiders have one of the easiest. I hate it so much. Man. Schedules. Like it's not like this is not a good team. It's just not. But they're getting wins because they're playing worse teams. Yeah. Um. But I am going to take the Raiders with you. So. Speaking of not great teams, let's go to Indy, where we have the Cleveland Browns coming into town to take on the Indianapolis Colts, who, without Anthony Richardson, look like a giant question mark. Maybe they'll do some stuff. Maybe they'll they'll make it difficult for you. Or maybe they'll just lie down and let you walk all over them. On the road, Cleveland, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I like that line. Give me the Browns. Uh, even if Deshaun's playing, or if it's P.J. Walker playing, I don't care. I think the Browns are better currently than this Indianapolis Colts team that looks lifeless without Anthony Richardson at quarterback. Give me Cleveland. Who you got, man? Um, yeah, this one I wrote, see, also, see who's quarterbacking. <laughs> Not because I think the Browns would – I just don't like picking when yeah. um, he's playing. But uh, – he was too busy getting a massage today, so did not practice, <laughs> and they are unsure of his return. He seems content to just sit down and get paid because that's, like, why wouldn't he? His, yeah. He doesn't get paid based on how he plays, so why even play? So uh, give me P.J. Walker and the Cleveland Browns over the Colts. Um, it's a shame Anthony Richardson out for the season because he's going to get surgery on that AC sprain in his shoulder. Yep. Um. But hopefully the future looks bright for them. Maybe Gardner Minshew can pull out some Minshew magic and, you know, give them a run. But I don't see him navigating around this this Browns defense. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Let's uh let's go up to Foxborough where we have the Buffalo Bills coming into town to take on the New England Patriots. The one in five laughless laughless lifeless hapless new england patriots team on the road buffalo eight and a half point favorites i think you could push that up to double digits and it'd be safe uh this buffalo team is miles and miles better than this patriots team uh i know they didn't look at against the giants on sunday night i'm willing to say that was a little bit of a fluky performance i think buffalo is going to steamroll new england uh who you got, man? Yeah, I'm going with the... We're not disagreeing on anything yet. I don't know not if yet. we will. Not but, yet. We might. Uh, the I mean, the Bills are on a mission. The Patriots are... They're there. They yeah. have 11 people on the field at a time. Uh, Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, like they, there needs to be a change made there. Like I understand the respect that they have for Bill Belichick, but uh, it's it's time something something has to change there. Maybe if they get one more big blowout here, uh, they'll finally do something about that team. So give me the Buffalo Bills making a major bounce back after the not so great game against the Giants this week. Yeah, it's it's time for Belichick to uh, possibly call it a career, at least call it. Call it a career in New England. Uh, I think that he's just, it, it's, he's not putting together good personnel to lead that team. And he 
honestly doesn't have a great team, great roster. Uh, but speaking of those Giants that just put up a fight against Buffalo, let's go out to MetLife Stadium in New Jersey where we have the Washington Commanders coming into town to take on the New York Giants on the road. Washington in this NFC East rivalry matchup are two and a half point favorites. I like the line. I like the commanders in this one. Sam Howell is looking decent. Uh, I won't say I won't say great yet. I won't even say good, but he's not looking bad. Uh, and he's doing enough for that commander's offense to get some wins. The defense stepped up, made some big plays against the Falcons on Sunday. I like Washington in this one. Who you got, man? This is one of the tougher ones to pick because I'm like the the Giants. I feel like could sneak this out. I feel like no. this, well, I mean the Commanders lost to the Bears, possibly. Like the joke about the streak and stuff aside, like the Commanders are very hit or miss on how they're going to play that day. They they also lost to the Bears when Justin Fields decided to have a career night. So, well, you think. Justin Fields just goes out there and goes, well, I'm going to play well today. Like, no, he just. I mean, maybe. Have, he, have you seen the way he's played over three years? He might just say, you know what? Today we're going to be good, Justin today Fields. Today is the day. <laughs> um, Like, I think, I, I think, uh, well, Saquon Barkley is back in full force, and he didn't get in the end zone, but he still had a good game against the Bills. Daniel Jones practiced, so he should be back this week. The tough yep. choice. Are you going to do it? Um, I will say Giants do, it? do get an offensive touchdown this week. That does happen. Okay, that's fair. Listen, if you have faith in that happening, do you have faith in them winning the game? <sighs> Screw it. We got to disagree on something. Yeah, give me the Giants. Okay. Right. Is it a smart pick? No, but they have to win another game eventually, and this is one that they could do it. So, Saquon, like, this will be their team is going to be fully healthy again for the first time since uh, that second half of the Arizona game. So, maybe maybe some magic will happen. Give me the Giants. All right. Made me change my mind from what I wrote down. Actually, no, I did write down the Giants. Never mind. All right. Well, let's true to my word. Let's go. Sometimes you got to go with your gut. Let's go down to Tampa where we have another divisional rivalry matchup. We have the Atlanta Falcons coming into town to take on this surprising three and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers team at home. Tampa two and a half point favorites. That's fair with the way the Falcons have looked. Uh, the last couple weeks kind of up and down, uh, a couple question marks on the offensive side. Uh, don't know if they have enough to beat this Buccaneers team. I really like this Tampa squad, surprisingly. Uh, the defense has not been bad. Baker's having kind of a resurgent year. Taking Tampa in this one. Who you got, man? I thought this is one we were going to disagree on. I thought you were going to take the Falcons here. Um, I'm with you on the Buccaneers. I think uh, Ritter is still a question mark at quarterback. I think Baker just wants it more. 
and he's not going to be able to just will himself to a win against every team. Yeah. But teams that are like at his level, I think he can do it with. And I think he can do that with the Falcons. Yeah. Um, uh, if you were a Falcons fan, Baker Mayfield or Desmond Ritter? Oh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> a thousand I'm percent. You. I'm with you. I don't I don't know if there's a ton of Falcons fans that would agree with me on that just because of how how Baker has been perceived over the last year or two. But I'm I'm with you. Give me give me Baker over Desmond. At this at the very least at this point with having a chance of winning the division, if you have that option, I think you would want the guy because that's why I would even like say give Taylor Heineke a shot because he yeah. has, you know, he was on and off starting with the Commanders for what three years, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's enough experience to give you a little edge as long as you run that offense through Bijan. Um, but that's not what the Falcons are doing. So give me the Buccaneers. Well, let's head out to SoFi Stadium in L.A. where we have the 3-2 Pittsburgh Steelers making their way across the country to take on the Los Angeles Rams at home. This frisky Rams squad are three-point favorites. I like the line, uh, and I also like the Rams in this matchup. Listen, I've, I've, for whatever reason, been known to put faith in in uh can you pick it i think those days are over with um i'm i'm over it i like this Steelers team i still think there's a lot of talent there i don't love the quarterback that's there i don't even love the backup quarterback that's there because that's mitch trubisky and we all know my thoughts on him and b this ram squad is looking frisky looking possibly fun at least putting up fighting games uh Maybe playing better than they should, but they've got some good offensive weapons. Uh, Matt Stafford's getting plays done. Uh, I'm picking the Rams. Who you got, man? I don't know if this is uh, Morocco-worthy or not, but I'm sticking with the Steelers. I'm going against Ooh. you on this one. Ooh. A lot of it, I Probably mean... Probably not Morocco-worthy. They, they had... The, the week of rest here. Yeah. The Rams, I don't think... I think they are better offensively. I don't think they are better defensively. I think that Pittsburgh defense is still pretty darn good. And I think that Pickett to Pickens connection is starting to flourish a little bit. And I think Maybe. That, that will continue to flourish here. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I don't think it'll be a pretty game. And I think that's, that's where the Steelers are at their best. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Los Angeles Rams. You could be right. Could be right. All right. Well, let's head up the West Coast to Seattle. We have the Arizona Cardinals taking on their division opponents in the Seattle Seahawks. Got a little bit of a bird fight going on on Sunday. Bird uh, bird. The Seahawks, eight-point favorites at home in this matchup. That's fair. I like Seattle. Uh, this Cardinals team, while they got the one win over Dallas in an inexplicable way, uh, <laughs> they haven't looked spectacular. They've looked at times like 
oh, maybe they'll put up a fight, uh, and then they just kind of fall flat. I don't know exactly what's happening out there. I do like Seattle. I do like where they're at. Uh, give me the Seahawks. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Cardinals have shown little flashes. Like, obviously, they had to win against the Cowboys. They were up 20 to nothing on the Giants before blowing that lead. Yeah. Um, they've been in pretty much every game they've played, I think. Um, yeah. But I think the Seahawks are just better. Um, all around, it's in uh, Seattle, which is one of the toughest stadiums to play in on the road. Um, so, yeah, give me the Seahawks. Let's head out to Denver, where we have the Green Bay Packers coming off their bye and heading out to take on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and 52 other guys that assemble this Denver Broncos squad, which has been bad for a second year in a row. Uh, if you want to know exactly how bad, on the road, Green Bay, one-point favorites. Jeez Louise. One-point favorites over this Broncos squad, and Green Bay has not been good this year. Uh, with that being said, I'm taking the Packers. Maybe that's a little bit of a homer pick, but is it really against how bad this Broncos team? I guess we'll find out when you make your pick in just a second. Who you got, man? Um, I'm not picking the Broncos probably ever. <laughs> um, they had their one week against the Bears where it was like that's an easy win for them, and then every other team in the league, I'm like, I don't know, maybe if they play the Giants, uh, maybe. But I I think we didn't give uh, Drew Brees enough credit in New Orleans for uh, I mean probably starting, didn't it's starting to look like maybe Sean Payton should have just stayed retired. <laughs> um, I will say this: I think this game is close. Yeah, I think this I agree. game is close. Uh, this game's gonna be close. Somebody's gonna mess up. Either yeah. Jordan Love is gonna throw a pick late, or Russell Wilson's gonna throw a pick late. Or somebody's going to miss a field goal. Something wacky is going to happen between these two teams. And I think it's going to go in the Packers' favor. Yeah. Um. So I'm with you. I'm with Vegas. Give me the Packers in a close one. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's head out to Arrowhead in Kansas City where we have the Lost Angeles Chargers coming off that loss to the Cowboys that maybe they shouldn't have lost, uh, but they did. And now they find themselves facing a very good 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs team that they know a little too well. Kansas City at home, 5.5 point favorites. I like the Chiefs in this one. I don't think... I. It's weird, man. I feel like the Chargers are a far better team than 2-4 and four says. But I think they're going to be sitting there because I don't think they get it done against Kansas City. I think Kansas City is just too good. Uh, the The dynasty keeps on keeps on rolling. Who you got, man? Yeah, I mean, these two teams, division game, two of the best quarterbacks in the league, they always put on a show. Uh, more often than not, Kansas City gets the win, and I think they do it again here. Uh, Brandon Staley will be fighting for his life he's going to be super aggressive and this Chiefs defense is going to be the toughest that Brandon Staley has faced on this Chiefs team and uh, I just don't think the Chargers are going to be able to overcome it I think it'll be close but I think the Chiefs will come away with it 
That's not a homer pick. That's just my unbiased opinion. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to Sunday Night Football, which you mentioned earlier that the Lions game this week might be game of the week. Uh, I beg to differ. Sunday Night Football this week is going to be fantastic. For as bad as it's been here and there throughout the year, this one, at least on paper, looks like a dang good one. And I really, really hope that it lives up to the hype because we have the 5-1 and one Miami Dolphins. They can't be stopped. They're speeding their way up to Philadelphia to take on the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles might be out for blood after letting a close one against the Jets slip away at the end. At home, the Eagles two and a half point favorites. I guess that's fair. I think this is a pretty evenly matched game. But give me the Miami Dolphins getting the win on the road in Philadelphia. Listen, I love this Dolphins squad. They can't be stopped, man. There's too much speed there. Uh, It's just an incredibly well-run offense that's a ton of fun to watch electric explosive and the defense has been good enough while that Eagles offense has looked flat at times and I think the Dolphins win man I I think it's going to be I think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout both teams are going to be scoring a decent amount of points uh probably something along the lines of like a 30-27 type game but give me Miami who you got man I think I've fallen off a little bit on the Eagles more than other people have because I'm like they were already kind of in close games to begin with and then dropping that one to the Jets who like shouldn't be winning games with their quarterback definitely should not um that just kind of put them under for me like because I know I dropped them a bit personally on the power rankings I know they dropped a bit totally on the power rankings I think they dropped one or two spots yeah um, I'm going Miami in this one. I think I think you're right. I think it could be close. I think the Dolphins could win by two scores. Ooh, I, I, I think it's possible, especially yeah, if uh, it's possible, especially if Lane Johnson is still hurt. If Lane Johnson mm-hmm. is out, that's a huge blow. Like that offensive line, I think, is the tightest in the league when it comes to like their chemistry with each other and with Jalen Hurts and losing a piece of that link could be devastating for them. Um, yep. So I'm going to take the Dolphins. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That brings us to the Week 7 finale, Monday Night Football, over on ABC and ESPN. We have the San Francisco 49ers coming off that loss to the Browns. Maybe a game they shouldn't have lost, but they did. Uh, heading into Minion, Minneapolis. Why does that Minneapolis? Why does that dang city give me difficulty? Minneapolis, Minnesota, to take on the Minnesota Vikings uh, on the road. San Francisco seven point favorites. That is definitely fair based off how this Vikings team has looked throughout the season. The real question mark here. Is is CMC playing? 
Is Debo Samuel playing? What's happening with those two playmakers? From what I saw, also, also, Trent Williams, huge piece on the offensive line uh, for that 49ers squad. From what I saw, I, I've i seen the team report that all three of those guys have a possibility of playing on Monday night, which would be huge. If you get all those guys back out there on the on that field, that offense should just keep on rolling and put up some big points. So give me San Francisco in this matchup. Who you got, man? Um, whether CMC and Debo are playing or not, I'm still going with the 49ers. They're too. another team that's going to be out for blood. Uh, we already know for a fact that the Vikings' best player is not going to be on the field um, I don't think there's much else to really say about this game other than the fact that also the Vikings have not won at home yet this season. Um, out of their six games, out of the three games they played at home, they lost all three. So I'm going to take the 49ers. Interesting. I did not know that uh, they hadn't won at home yet. Yeah, I like that about this ESPN. It shows like their home and away record. Uh, Broncos, Cardinals, Giants, uh, Patriots, Bears, all winless at home. Wow. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of week seven. Did we agree on everything or did we just have the one? We, had the um, one game. we disagreed on the Giants game. Giants game and on the Rams game. Oh, so two so we got two. two disagreements. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know who picked the right one on those two games. Uh, but I did it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us, however you're doing. So if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and click that subscribe button so that you're notified every single time that we go live. Uh, if you're following us on Spotify or Apple or Amazon, we appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. Uh, we have some socials. Follow them if you want at Booth Review Pod or Booth Review Sports. Uh, something along those lines. Come hop into the Discord where we talk about sports every single dang day. Come vote on the uh, power rankings. Make your voice heard. Uh, but I believe that's that. Good job.